Hello there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined as always by my co-host, Connor, and we are back to releasing regular content after a move, so sorry about that hiatus. So let's go ahead, Connor, and jump into some of these teams that have been up to a lot since we last talked about them. Uh, Starting with the Nuggets... Uh, We're getting pretty close to the end of the regular season here. Um, The Nuggets are sitting in the fifth seed, which is half a game ahead of Utah. And, I mean, conferences don't matter in the NBA outside of bragging rights, but they are first place in the conference, which is... or. Division, division, sorry. Division doesn't matter. Conference does. Um, they're first place in their division, which is really just bragging rights. And honestly, halfway through the year, it didn't look like anybody was catching Utah. No, they... I don't know what happened to Utah. Lost six straight. <laughs> I but Like, where'd they go? And they blew a 20-point lead to the Clippers Yeah, a while ago. They're weird. They've got... I don't know. I wasn't scared of them anyway. Yeah for playoffs but they're they're just a really weird team kind of consistent up down never like that ceiling doesn't feel very high for them unfortunately but or fortunately for nuggets fans unfortunately for them but the nuggets still just doing their thing i think we're pretty safe from the play-in obviously which is yeah, as really, really important. Um, at the time of recording this, uh, the Nug- this is before the Nuggets do play today. We're recording on Tuesday. They play against the Spurs. Um, so they do play against the Spurs. So keep in mind that everything we are saying is we don't know what's happened in the Spurs game at the time of recording. But, you know, as things stand currently, um, the Nuggets are, what is that? Two, two full games in front of Minnesota. Um, we can work with that. And they're in that fifth seed. Again, half a game up on Utah. Not catching Dallas. They're two games ahead of us, and they own the tiebreaker. We're so. pretty locked in. Um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Um, we're all but locked in for at least that sixth seed. We avoid the play-in games. And something else that happened that, I mean, they didn't technically, but, like, come on, we ended the Lakers season didn't technically but that was really the final nail in that coffin all that's left is putting it all that's left is putting that thing into the ground um but yeah a uh, solid 11 point win over the lakers last sunday after losing to minnesota on friday the first i mean outside of that min that minnesota game the nuggets have been rolling they beat the Pacers with that wild game where they put up 40-something points in the first quarter and then put up 40-something points in the next two quarters combined. We got to figure that out. Yeah. Quarter to quarter, there's such a big fluctuation they beat, in their performances. Yeah. No, absolutely. You never know what you're going to get, and it is frightening. They could get you in some trouble come postseason. Yeah. Absolutely, you gotta you gotta clean that up. Um, you you can't take off half of a game in the middle of it and expect to win with any sort of consistency. Um, luckily, the Pacers just 
didn't have enough to... They took the lead. They took the lead back after being down all those points in the first, um, but it didn't last long. Um, fourth quarter, boys turned it back on and put them away. But yeah, that that whole we don't play in the third quarter thing um, stop. is going to get your buns swept Gotta or, stop. or 4 one in the playoffs. Gotta stop. Uh, the other thing that's really nice coming down this little home stretch Aaron Gordon's been playing really well. Phenomenal. Will Barton is kind of finding a little bit of form here, which is all massively important going into postseason. And Bones Highland is playing by far his best basketball of the season over the last few weeks. What I really like about Bones Highland is, um, man, he'll just shoot the ball even if he misses. Like The confidence, not, it but, doesn't change. But, but not like... Bad shots. I understand. Like It's not like Will Barton. Who, like, when he's in that mood, he will shoot everything, no matter how terrible or ill-advised the shot is. If he gets the ball, he's shooting it. I feel like Bones is... When we need a shot to be made, it doesn't matter if he's 0 for 3 from 3. He's not afraid to take it. He's taking that fourth shot. And if he hits it, you bet he's looking at your bench. Well, that confidence is huge, especially in basketball, and especially from a young player. Who's got potential you, you don't want to see a young dude have his confidence shot because then i don't know might not ever quite get it back might be a little hesitant and in basketball it's a fast-paced sport you gotta you gotta be decisive all sports in general you can't really overthink things just be decisive make your move trust your skills trust your practice and that's really good to see from a young fella um honestly probably the only positive from all the injuries we've had this season is Bones. Without injuries to Jamal and MPJ, good chance he's nowhere near this many minutes and this much playtime. So that's one little positive. And on the Jamal and MPJ front, still no clue if they're coming back this season. They're just not. They're just not. You, you can't you can't think that they are They're just it's not unfortunate uh, like especially Jamal you can't have his first game of basketball in over a calendar year be in the playoffs you could but then you that's can't. Given, you could you can't you could but you'd have to be um I don't know if conservative's the you right can't, word you can't look at Jamal Murray in the face and tell him you can only play 12 minutes that or you and you can't tell him to take it easy if he's playing he's going 100 percent, and if he's playing in the playoffs he's going 150 and his first game back i don't care how much rehab i don't care how much practice i don't care g league anything that's why you need I don't a minute that's why I it would have to be a minutes do. restriction i don't i'm no i'm scared about the minutes restriction i'm scared that if you say jamal you can only play for 10 minutes he's going to slaughter his body in those 10 minutes because he's going to say if this is all i got i gotta make the most out of it because that's just the competitor he well, is well, it would have to take a big i don't know and at this I point and at I'm this point say, is that but... really gonna help us win a championship is jamal for 12 minutes in a game gonna win us a championship no jamal for 12 minutes in the first round won't win you a championship but if you got two months of postseason and can get him 
back to decent form where he could play 24, well, 25 get, minutes getting, within a month. We're not getting through that for that second round unless he's playing full time. Look, did you play a seven game series? That's already like two or three weeks in that first round. So he could be up to like half, three quarters speed by that second round. Who knows? I'm not saying it's real realistic. And I'm I am just not saying, saying this, and force, also, I am not saying, saying force anything back. But if you could find a perfect world, like obviously it's not a perfect world as a coach. I don't think you could sit there with Jamal on the bench in a tight game last five of the first fourth quarter and not want to put him in. But there's like there's got to be someone with the bigger like overhead view, bigger picture mindset. Otherwise, I don't know. You'd want him out there. I don't want him out there. I don't want him out there. I don't want him out there for 12 minutes. I don't want him out there for three minutes. I don't want him out there for 30 seconds. If he is not going to be playing as Jamal Murray full time minutes, if he is not ready to do that, shut him down for the season. That's fair. And that, I that's don't that bigger want, picture I thing. Will not, I do not want to risk another freaking season of this and potentially his career. And that that's the sad part, though, because this is a... You got to sit here with the what if here. Nicole is yeah. having a great year. Yeah. You're basically... Another fold, MVP you're, year. You're basically folding on this season for a chance that everybody's healthy next season, which kind of sucks. But that's where the Nuggets are right now. That's where they've been for pretty much the entirety of the season. From Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, Nikola Jokic is 72 points and 14 rebounds away from the very first 2,000-point, 1,000-rebound, and 500-assist season in NBA history. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, yeah, he's he's playing unreal and this is before the pistons game so tech at the time of me reading that stat line he's got three games to accomplish 72 points and 14 rebounds to make that happen and yeah it's hard to look at him playing this way and think what if we had jamal what if we had mpj but it's also he probably wouldn't have those numbers if he had those guys because he wouldn't need to. He'd I mean, look at how, he'd have slightly different numbers. Look at how many games we've won just because of him. Well, the, the only the problem, reason we won was because he said in the fourth quarter enough, and he won the basketball. The game. problem, is, which might actually be fantastic for his growth going forward, making him that little more assertive, which will eventually, hopefully, help us. But the issue isn't like oh. Nicola wouldn't have had these numbers. It's you're sacrificing another year of Nicola's prime. Yeah. For injury sake, when there's so much more potential on the team. No, absolutely. And, you know, this team fully healthy, I genuinely believe can win a championship. Do I think this team healthy is the odds on favorite? How could you pick against them? No. But with Nicola Jokic on this team, With Nikola Jokic on this team, we have a chance with the with the current with the current roster. With the current roster with Aaron Gordon, with Jamal, with I mean, we even got PJ Dozier, I totally forgot was hurt. Oh yeah, he out. Like our bench when everyone is back and healthy isn't going to be a sore spot. 
our scoring options aren't going to be a sore spot because you know what if will barton's having a bad day you have people that you can put in the only issue right now is you really don't have somebody other than bones highland and if you put bones in instead of will will's gonna throw so, his someone's fit, getting salty or or you know that it just knocks the problem if you put a will barton on your bench on a night that will barton can't shoot and you take off your shooter from your bench your points on your bench are still suffering so you know it's it's kind of a tough situation um when you have so many people out but this team is just stacked think about all of the people out we are sitting in a six seed right now the depth the resilience it's awesome it's got is hopefully we're competitive make a decent playoff run i'm really excited for that it's, it's going to be those little things for Nuggets fans to hang on to down this stretch. We'll see some good basketball. I don't want to get my hopes too high. These playoff, We're getting real close to playoffs and should be seeing some good basketball. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I would love to see Nuggets take somebody at the very least seven, seven games just so I have more to watch of them because... I have thoroughly enjoyed watching Joker this season and to think that right now I've got three regular season games left and then honestly if I'm being realistic with myself I'm not expecting us to win in the first round Um, but I'm going to take every game I can watch this guy play this season because what he's doing is historic and it's just so incredible to watch Um, really hope he gets that back to back MVP but we will find out soon enough as again there are three games remaining at the time of recording probably by the time you're listening we're down to two or even less so keep watching those nuggets keep cheering them on but we've got some big news um big strides happening over on the same locker room same building for the abs so on on the colder side on the colder side of ball arena um So let's get to that. The Colorado Avalanche, who share the building with the Nuggets, are um, continuing to run away with the Western Conference and the Central Division and um, are continuing to be sat atop the league in overall points as they... um, total losses on the year including overtime are only at 20 connor what what do we do with the abs enjoy yeah yeah i don't i don't don't know what else to say beyond that if you're a hockey fan and you're not enjoying what the abs are doing right now you're probably not a hockey fan um if i believe i saw this if the abs went out they tie the NHL record for most games won in a season. Really? They can win out. That's very I tough. I do not that's expect a, them to win that's out. That's a really tough one to do. Literally, as we are recording, there's actively watching, the watching a 1-1 tie hockey game, Pens-Avs, on Tuesday the 5th. Um, yeah, no, it's... This team is nuts. They are absolutely tearing up every single team they play. Except for Arizona, but who cares? It's really weird. 
Arizona's that Arizona gives us troubles, but we can't figure out how to break them down. Regardless, doesn't matter. This team can win in every single way possible. They're deep. They work hard. They check. They sorry. So, they get on a four check. They do everything well. So the thing is about this team that just blows me away is they came into the year the favorites for the Stanley Cup. When you come in the favorites for the Stanley Cup and everyone genuinely believes you are the favorite for the Stanley Cup, every single team that plays you all season, regardless of how good they are, brings it. Because we play the Coyotes and they say, yo, this is the best team in the NHL. Like, every single team we play is a measuring stick game for the other team. And the thing is, because they're comparing themselves to the best in the league, so they want to play their best to know where they're at. But this team isn't going to let another year slip away. We feel like, I, I actually, I don't know. I feel like this team could have won last year, possibly the year before. And I'm sure the players feel the same. They're, they're trying to prove something here yeah. to the league, to themselves. Yeah. They know how wicked talented they are, how good this team is and how good they can be. So it doesn't matter that we're getting the best from other teams because we don't. They, it's obvious these dudes don't take nights off. No, they don't. The Avs, at most, will take five to ten minutes off. And you can see that sometimes, and sometimes it's bitten them this season. Yep. But they show up for at least three quarters. I mean, when I say Two three quarters, I mean, I mean, they show up for 75% of the game. Of the yeah. 60 minutes, they are playing as the best hockey team in the league for 45 minutes of the 60 that they're on the ice. Pretty consistently. Pretty consistently, yeah. at least. Yep. At least. Yep. And it only, only means good things come postseason. And the thing you is... You don't have to ramp yourself up. You've already been going for six months. You're already there. You already know. And all of the things that they have done to get themselves more playoff ready all of the moves that they have made since we lost to vegas in the second round last year has been 100 for the playoffs we've gotten bigger we've gotten grittier we've gone for people that can win face-offs we've gone for people that are not scared of dropping a shoulder to make it pass and, and taking even, a hit and even the players we have that have stayed you can see that little bit of mindset change you're like all right I got to well, hang in well, there that see, little bit longer. I got to go put this hit. I got to work this little bit harder here. Here's how I have it. Here's how I see it for this team. First year, they make the playoffs in this current playoff streak we're on. We're, sure, was that the Flames year where we kind of no, snuck in? No, that was the Preds year where we snuck in and lost in the first round in six. Um, and that was the year after our terrible season. That was the year I believe we traded Matt Duchesne. Yeah, that was. So, if it's the year after we... Yeah. Yeah. So, they, we lost in the first round. Then the next year, we were a wild card and beat the number one seeded Flames, Flames yep. in the first round and then lost in game seven as a wild card to the Sharks. Oh, that was a stupid offside, with, huh? With a horrendously injured team. Yep. And that phantom offsides call in a tie game 
That really, yep. That I pulled that. back a goal that put us in the lead. I remember that. Built-in excuses are a. You were a wild card seat, wild card team. You that went anyway. to, that went to seven games in the second round. You Unreal. Over, yeah, you overachieved anyway. You were also hurt. The next year, against Dallas, that was the COVID bubble year. Yep, yep. Just hurt. Everyone was just hurt. Heartbroken. Everyone was just hurt. And still, is that the little over Ryan Graves stick? Lost yeah, in that's game what it was. seven over Ryan Graves stick. Yep. Had the lead. Game seven under ten minutes. Incredibly, incredibly difficult. Incredibly difficult Mm -hmm. situation against a divisional opponent in the Stars. Yep. Yep. Okay. Last year, choked. No excuses. There were zero excuses, and every single person that has ever worn an A or a C on their chest, and every single person that has any sort of tenure with this team, it seems like they realized. There were no more excuses for what happened this year. And I, I'm seeing that in their play this year, which is incredibly inspiring. I mean, just in time for playoffs, we get Bo Byram back. Gabe should be back. Game one of the playoffs is what they're saying. Naz Kadri should be back right before um, right before playoffs as well. We should be going well. in full strength, ready to go. Sam Girard should be getting close to coming back as well. So these are all players that we're missing, and we are still cruising at about a 75% point per game. Yeah, we're smoking. Yeah. Like 0.75 really points good. per game. They're yeah. really, really good. And like you said, Vegas had gave that loss four in a row of not showing up, getting completely dominated. Well, that was also, remember, the Nuggets and the Avs alternated, lost eight consecutive games over the course of, like, ten nights. Yeah, but the Nuggets were outmatched. Abs, they they were, but got... that was just a really depressing Yeah, it was, a, it was a bad little, little thing there. <laughs> but they know the opportunity they had last year. And if you get beat, you get beat, but they left something on the table I mean, and it shows one even joe sackick said going into that playoffs last year that that would be the deepest avs team that they would ever see they had remember they had you know, brandon sod on that team are you kidding me we they had the runner up for the vesna vesna trophy as their goalie we were really really good and that good team did not show up for four games in a row and these players know the opportunity they missed and as a, so com- as a competitor so they're planning on showing up for the next 82 games was their goal yeah as a competitor that can't happen and hopefully they but you get can't those, be okay with that happening th- yeah exactly and i mean they're really close i'm pretty sure i read that one point out of the pens game that we're watching right now um tuesday the fifth if the as so much as get one point in this game uh they're clinched in the playoffs because Vegas will not be able to catch them, and they're the first team out of the playoffs. So, the speed in which we're going to clinch the division and then the conference after we clinch a, clinch a spot is absolutely unreal. Because well, you look beyond the Avs, the, the le- West the whole, is honestly the whole league clumped. is kind of a paradox right now. You because look past the Avs, everything it, it could go any different way. 
So um, I'm pulling up the standings right now because I just um, I know that when you're listening to this, it's going to be different because the abs are actively playing. But as it stands while we're recording um, in the league, the abs are at 104. And the next Western Conference team is Minnesota. 13 points behind us at 91 with only a game in hand. Yeah, there you go. 13 points. And we have, let me just get the quick total of games left, including the one going. 1, 2, ooh, one, two 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So there's a possible of 26 points to remaining. Had. And we have a 13-point lead. on the next Western Conference team who also happens to be in the Central. So here, let's let's also, here's, here's what I'm saying. This whole league is kind of a paradox right now. So going back to the standings, teams two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight in the NHL are all Eastern Conference teams. Okay, but then, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 are all Western Conference. Then there's Washington at 14, and then 16, 17, 18, 19 are all Western Conference. So if we look at the standings for the Eastern Conference wildcard, you have Florida, Toronto, Boston, 1, 2, 3 in the Atlantic. Boston is the floor of that division at 93. And then in the Metropolitan, you have Carolina, New York, and Pittsburgh at 1, 2, 3, with 92 points being the floor for Pittsburgh. Then your wildcard seed number one is Tampa Bay Tampa Bay is a wild card seed number one wild card with 93 points tied with Boston and then nine points below them in the second wild card spot is the Capitals and then 11 points below the Capitals is the number three is the technical in the hunt Islanders yeah, they're done though. They are eleven points out of a wild card spot. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the East is super clumpy. Like it's all clumpy everywhere. Like the Avs are up top, and then it's a bunch of East teams. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the top seven East teams, and then it's the two through seven on the West side, and then it's just kind of everyone else in the NHL. Which is, it's never this. Kind of, it's never this separate. It's so it's, weird. It's, it's never. It's always gradual. There's always, yeah, there's always like little levels and, but there's always a race for those like last few wildcard spots in hockey. Hockey's really competitive generally for those seeds, but this year it's not like, it's not really competitive to get into the playoffs. It's competitive where you're going to fall in yeah, those. It's so close. I mean, the, the Pacific division is really close with as many games as there are all three of those teams could end up coming out on top of the Pacific Pacific, but none of them even have a shot at the Western conference and not a single person in the central has a shot at uh, just the central central Colorado 104, Minnesota 91, St. Louis 82. Then you have Nashville at 80. No, sorry. St. Louis at 88. Then you have Nashville at 82, six points behind Dallas at 81. Then you have Winnipeg at 76. Then you have Chicago at 59 and Arizona at 49. The central below the Blues is absolute garbage. And the Blues, in my opinion, are like bottom end of above average this year. 
yeah, the the Yotes and the Blackhawks are absolute dog water. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Canadians are right there with them with 49 wins as well, but... No one cares about the Canadians. Yeah. And Ottawa is also at 56 points, which is a struggle bus, but... Yeah, the Atlantic Division, I mean... One, two, three, four, five... All right, two, three, and four are all within two points of each other, and then number five is literally 30, 32 points behind Tampa Bay. Detroit is number five in the Atlantic Division, and they are literally 32 points behind the next spot in their division. And there are four, t- three teams below them in said division. <laughs> and they wonder why the Eastern Conference has so many good teams this year. It's because half of their conference is buns. Wild. All right. Well, the Avs are doing nasty stuff. If you're not watching the Avs, you need to be watching the Avs. That's actually what we're ending this recording to do is to watch the Avs. So you should follow suit and watch the Avs because get yourself in the hockey mindset before postseason kicks off. Yeah, if if you're not a uh, if you're I understand that playoff hockey has its own dedicated fan base um, because it's a whole new animal and a whole new sport. Um, if you are one of if you if you're one weeks. if you're one of those people. Look at it now, because if you're watching any team that is in the playoffs, oh, they're playing good. like it's playoffs because the seating is all so in the air it's right janky. now. It's janky. It's everywhere. I this mean, if playoff hockey's starting a yeah, little bit early. Yeah, it is. It's it's really crazy. And I mean, the Avs game against the first game against Pittsburgh was pretty much a playoff game. The way that both teams played it, it was locked down. It was hard hitting. It was. Slow and that's the way it's been for a while. Though. It has Abs been played the Flames twice recently. Low scoring games, seems like overtime games. The Carolina yep. games recently seemed like playoff hockey. Yep. If hockey these, is if, an exciting time, if the time. two teams are in the playoffs, doesn't matter what conference they're in, they are playing each other like it's the playoffs. So, if you want some extra playoff hockey, some free playoff hockey, start watching now, and you'll get plenty of it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening in all the way to the end. Go watch the abs. Go watch the nuggets. Root your teams on, and we will catch you on the next one. Hello, Mile High Hot Takes fans. This is your producer, Alex, and I wanted to tell you about another show that I produce called Deep Dive. It's a music plus talk show that guides you through some of the greatest albums of all time, and it's exclusively on Spotify. You'll be able to listen to an iconic album along with the story of the album in between the songs. Search for Deep Dive Albums or click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280HotTakes. Got feedback for us? Send an email to 5280HotTakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilarga Productions. Oh, thank you.